Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. This episode is brought to you by Social Genius. That's where Jeff and I get to actually teach you what to do on social and how to grow it. Jeff, why should people join? You know, if you are the type of professional that wants to do it yourself and maybe your budget's a little bit lighter and you can't afford to hire somebody to do all the editing, do the fancy stuff for you, we're going to teach you how to do all this stuff. And the truth is, most of these social platforms are not favoring authenticity. So it's shooting these green screens and doing remixes and understanding what's trending. Those are the things that matter the most to your social strategy. And so if you like to be inside of a, a tight culture of people that are like-minded and want to do it themselves, then Social Genius is perfect for you. We'll see you there. You'll, you'll never find it for less than this anywhere else. It's very inexpensive. Uh, there you go. There's the link. Um, all right. Let's go to... Instagram. Is Instagram worth it in 2024? Well, what's your answer, everybody? What's your answer? What are you, are you going to be focused on Instagram or are you going to be focused on Facebook more? Who's, whose answer is yes. I'm in on, I'm in on Instagram. It is going to be worth it for me. I know, uh, Jeff, it's your, what would you say? It's your favorite platform. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's it's my go-to. Um, not, I don't, I mean, a defined favorite, you know, like the one um, that the one that you go to the most, the one yeah, that Instagram see you're posting, engaging. It, when I roll over in the morning and pick up my phone, assuming that it's, you know, let's, let's put it this way: whenever I pick up my phone to go to social for the first time in the day, the first place I go is Instagram. Yeah. And, Why is that? And, uh, two reasons, and and it's part. This is part of the coaching. You know, I I I recommend because I want social to be you know an extension of your business, not your entire business plan. Now, I do hope some of you get to our level where social is like almost everything for your business. But let's let's be realistic here. This is going to be extension of your business, so I want you to be as efficient as possible. And so, there's two reasons why I, I recommend Instagram as your foundational platform. Not because you're going to have the most followers. In fact, you're going to struggle to gain a following. Instagram's hard. But Instagram is more advanced. It's the closest thing to TikTok. And TikTok is the most advanced in terms of the technology. And so if you actually want to be a good creator and put out content that's, you know, evolved and more innovative and not boring, and you can use tools and, and all the effects, Instagram's where you want to create. So you create an Instagram, then you connect your Instagram to your Facebook. You automatically have every post flow over. Some of them won't. So then fine, go post them, you know, natively to Facebook. It's not, it won't take you much time. You're still going to spend more time engaging with people in Facebook, but I want you to create an Instagram because it's going to force you to become a better creator and you all need to become better creators. Social media will not work as well for you if you live in the antiquated world. This is the new world. This is the innovative world. And you got to up your skills. And so, you know, that's why I highly recommend Instagram, Tristan, is just because it's my it's my creation platform. And, you know, it's just, it's become my foundational platform. I like that, man. Well, here's some stats 
for for Instagram. It is extremely important. Now it's dropped down to the eighth most visited website. It was the fourth, and then it became the fifth, and then it slowly dropped down as of December 2023. But it's seasonal, believe it or not. So we'll probably see it come back up to the fifth in the next few months. Uh, here are some numbers. That's how many active users you've got. Uh, what we're seeing is, let me go over to the next one so you can see. Uh, I want you to take a picture of these. These are the six things that, that are trending for Instagram. There's a lot happening on Instagram. This is why Jeff loves it so much. It's like you could literally, you could literally just stick to one of these things on Instagram and have success uh, and just do that all day. And so what we're what we are seeing is that static posts, meaning how it used to be where you're just posting a picture, uh, that's that's on a comeback, which is a beautiful thing to me because sometimes I don't post videos. I'm like, I'm just gonna post words. What we're seeing is those are being shared, they're being liked. Uh, Instagram is actually putting a lot of attention on static posts. So static meaning pictures or words, right? Reels are still outperforming everything else, which is not a surprise because that's their direct competition to TikTok. But the key has become, the key has become with Reels to authentically connect with people, which is exactly what Jeff was talking about at the beginning. Don't overthink it. Sometimes you're just talking to, to your phone, specifically to an audience. And just being you connecting quickly uh, is what matters ultimately. Your profile matters. I'm going to stop on that one because I want Jeff to showcase on his phone why the profile matters and what you should be doing. In fact, we think it's so important we put it in the PDF workbook on what to look for and how to do it. So I'm going to stop sharing really quick. We'll come back to this. But Jeff, when it comes to profile for Instagram, uh, what should we be looking for? Yeah, this is really important. And so uh, I'm going to I'm going to show some examples. And uh, luckily, actually, I have some great examples because I did a coaching call yesterday and I'm going to do some social audits for some people. And this particular gentleman is going to be one of them. And so. I want you to understand the psychology behind social. And this applies to Facebook as well. I'll show you both. But what happens when a consumer goes to social media? I'll tell you what happens. They end up right here. They either go to their stories or they're just scrolling. A yeah, look at that. I show up on the threads. I like that. Um, you just start scrolling. And this is what people do. The only way someone's going to end up on your profile is if you probably have either A, they know you, or B, you create content and they find it interesting and they go like, oh, okay, I want to go see like, oh, I like this one, Honeycut Elliot. I'm going to go check out who this person is, right? So then you end up going to their profile. So I'm, again, I'm going to pick on, I'm going to pick on Bill to start. Uh, so let's go back here. And I kick, let's just say I clicked on Bill's profile and this is where I end up. The first thing I see where my eyes take me is the top left. I see his profile picture and I see his name and I see nothing else. I see that he's a Marine and or was a Marine maybe. And there's nothing that draws me into his profile, nothing. And maybe I'll give him the time of day to scroll his content. But by and large, the first impression that you make is your edit, is your profile, is your bio. And if you don't have a good bio set up or worse yet, your bio looks like a commercial, 
you've got to understand that you're actually going to be turning people off. Let me show you another example. Here's one. If I go to her profile and you see how it lays out, first of all, it's all text. That's just doesn't, that's not aesthetically pleasing. Second of all, it reads horizontally. Third of all, it's too salesy. I'm looking at it and I'm just like, ah, like there's no consumer on the history of the planet that is thinking to themselves, I need another realtor. I need another lender in my friend list so that they can just flood my feed with their garbage. That's the react. That's the thing you all have to come to grips with that. That's how consumers look at us because we are inundating their feed. Now, guess what? Guess who's going to, I'm going to crucify this gal in a nice way. I'm going to coach her. But when I look at her feed, all I see is spam and I'm going to work with her and we're going to shift her content strategy because this will not attract anyone that you actually want to sell a house to that you actually want to do a loan with. It's just not going to attract them. And so what you want to do with your bio is you want to make it aesthetically pleasing and you want it to be a representation of who you are as a human being, but also use it as your personal accountability. So what you should be posting. So I'm going to show you three examples. So here's Eric and you can see what it says here. So you've got his name and realtor. Done. End of story. You don't need to tell your audience that you're a real estate agent 15 times in your bio. That's annoying. <laughs> I'm a real estate agent. Oh, by the way, I'm a real estate agent in this city. Oh, by yes. the way, I saw award winning real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need to do that. You're in fact, it's a turnoff. It's not turning. It's going to send people away rather than attract them. But here's what's going to happen for Eric. Very simply, this is where I am. So anybody who's in central Ohio, Columbus area is going to say, Ooh, okay. Something in common. He's a foodie, which is announcing to his audience. I'm going to create content, uh, highlighting local restaurants. He's a Gen Z empty nester. This is just personal. If you're a Gen X, if you're a Gen X, if you're a Gen Z empty nester, I'm not sure when you started having kids, uh, he's a Gen X empty nester. That's relatable, right? He's a triathlete. Again, a niche topic that's going to relate to certain people. And I think the most important one that I wish you would put at the top, he's a type two diabetic. And I think a lot of you are thinking to yourselves, why would you put that on your profile? Let me explain why. When I was talking to Eric and he was explaining to me how he's a foodie, but being a foodie and a diabetic is hard. And when he goes to restaurants, he's got to be very careful about what he eats. And I'm like, dude, that's content. And I said, mm -hmm. you should start creating content when you're at a restaurant and you're going through that struggle of what you can and can't eat and start talking about being a diabetic and every diabetic in the world is going to feel connected to you. And the algorithm is going to start showing it to like-minded people. And I said, so display that because people are more interested in the fact that they have something in common with you than that you sell real estate. I'll show you a couple other quick examples. Uh, Ralph's very simple. Now notice the common thread here. I have them create these bios in a vertical fashion because it's easier to read. It's bullet pointed and they use emojis as their bullet points, which has got more of an aesthetically pleasing look. We as humans don't like a lot of text. We like pictures. And so give them that and give them an excuse. So when I peruse this about Ralph, I can see if I have something in common with him. And you can see Ralph even gets a little creative with it. Instead of saying he's a fisherman, he's a crappie slayer. Instead of saying he hunts deer, he's a deer whisperer. Instead of saying he likes bush light, he's a bush latte connoisseur. Like he's having fun. He's displaying his personality by saying, I'm going to have fun with this, right? 
And I'll show you the last one, another one. There's a bunch of these, but Melanda is another one. Melanda, uh, I coach her and I took, and she told me I'm boring. All I do is real estate. And I said, bullshit, Melanda, let's start talking. And then we got down to brass tacks. She's a boy, mom. She, she's a Visla dog lover. And if you know what a Visla is, you're going to connect with her just for that reason. She meal preps. She loves watching documentaries. She travels around the world, but only goes to the same place once. And so I said, this is now, this is what defines you. This is what you do. Now I want you to start documenting the things that you're already doing. And I want that to start to fill up your feed because her feed sucks. And I told her that I said, look at your feed. It's all real estate. Your feed needs to start be being filled up with these topics up at the top. Then you mm. sprinkle in real estate, but you're going to get people following you because somebody else also is a Visla lover because somebody wants to see what you're doing for meal prep because they want ideas. Uh, you got to give people a reason to want to connect with you. And that's why this is so important, Tristan. That is, man. I love this. And Jeff, I'm going to take people through a small uh, journey uh, to discover what they're great at just so they could see this was we're only going to spend two to three minutes on this. This was a whole session that we did in group coaching. And that's this thing that Jeff and I created. Let me wait till it loads. Uh, we made this flow chart with all the possible questions that you need to ask yourself. Uh, finding your social media pillars, meaning finding your voice. A lot of you are having challenges as to what the hell to put up there on the profile. Like, what am I good at? So if you just focus on these top four to start, if you were just going to ask yourself, what hobbies do I do often? Like, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Uh, Jeff loves golf, even though he sucks at it. I'm joking. Well, actually, Jeff, do you suck at golf or not? Depends who you're asking. If you're asking a 25 handicap, I'm awesome. If you're asking a two handicap, I suck. So yeah. Just okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, what's something I do every day? Oh, I do every day. Even if I wasn't paid to do it. For me, it's reading. I love reading. I'm reading all the time on my spare time. Books and books and books. So obviously books. Uh, what's something I wish I had more time to do? Well, for me, the same answer. It's reading. For Jeff, what would yours be, Jeff? Which one? What am I good at? What do I love? What's something I wish I had more time to do? Oh, yeah, golf, definitely. See, there you go. It's already answering your questions for you. Yeah. Anyway, we go deep into this. Um, some of these questions are in the PDF. You're not going to find all of them. But we'll definitely go over this in in the member section on one of the sessions. That's important as well. Now let's go back to the six major Instagram trends. By the way, if you didn't take a picture of this, go ahead and do it right now. When it pops up, we're on profile. You see how I profile matters, uh, Jeff. Thank you for that, dude. I think it's extremely important, man. Lots of, lots of questions, uh, Tristan, about that. Um, and, and I think, let me digress for a second too, about the accounts on Instagram. M most of you are so, uh, you've, you, your, your mindset about social has been created by Facebook. You have a business Facebook and a personal Facebook. That's not how Instagram works. Instagram isn't, isn't segmented like that. And you all know that your business pages are relative graveyards. Yes. I know some of you love your business pages, but the reality is your business page is suppressed. It's getting limited reach because it's pay to play. Your business page serves two functions. If you're running ads and it's a yellow pages, that's it. Your effort should be 99% on your personal. And then on your Instagram, you there's three types of accounts you can have. Creator, business, personal. 
Notice how I said creator first. That's the type of account you want. Some of you are going to go into your settings and it's going to say switch to professional. Same thing. Switch to professional, switch to creator. It's the same thing. It's some, some phones will say professional, some will say creator, but switch to that account because it gives you the most stuff gives you the most tools, right? So, so only, I, I, listen, if you have two accounts now, I'm not saying blow it up. If you've already put that effort, but remember what I said earlier, I'm trying to make social more efficient for you. Why have two accounts, which means you got to do double the posting. Just have one. Remember, people didn't open up Instagram because they're interested in real estate content. They might be interested in homes, but they're not interested in market updates and rate updates and all that nonsense and your awards and that you sold another house. They're not interested. That's self-serving. What they're interested is that you own a French bulldog or that you have a cat or that you trap. That's what they're interested in. That's how you're going to connect with people. So give them what they want. Sprinkle in real estate. That's how you're going to end up winning more people over. Um, we're just overthinking this stuff. And, and I'll be honest, Tristan, because a lot of people have asked me, like, why do we why? Why has this happened? And I, and I don't know the answer other than I think that after the last four, five, six years, brokers have had, you know, quote unquote, social media managers or experts that really weren't experts. And they didn't know what the hell they were doing or teaching. And they weren't actually practicing. They weren't doing it themselves. And they just thought they were going to, you know, tell people what to do. And you've been taught all wrong. I can confidently say that for most of you. And, and on top of that, you're going to be continually taught what's wrong if you don't pay attention to the changes that happen. This is why we're doing this right now. The same social media that was around two, three years ago isn't what's around right now. It just isn't. And we'll show you that specifically when it comes to YouTube so you can see the changes that are coming. Um, Jeff's right. Next, live video matters. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about live video on TikTok as well. But live video matters here as well. And your audience needs to know when you're going to be doing this. As, as much as we like being sporadic as, as business owners, the same time, and I put the same bat channel because I grew up watching Batman as a kid, but same time, same bat channel matters. Like what's the name of this thing that you're doing that you're showing up on Tuesdays at 1 PM or Saturdays at 6 PM? What is it? And your audience will get used to it. Next, tell your stories on stories. Uh, Jeff and I do this completely different. There's no right answer on this one, except that you need to be using stories. And the key is you need to be going through the day and sharing what's happening in your life or sharing what you're watching. For me, it's I'll probably make you laugh if you're following me on stories, because it's always something about... Uh, eating, dieting, something that made me laugh, a raccoon. I put a lot of raccoon stuff on there. Um, maybe because our, our logo is a raccoon. I don't know. Uh, but Jeff doesn't do any of that. Jeff posts a lot of what's happening through his day, what he's doing with his family, where he's going. That's how you can follow what Jeff is doing. And lastly, everything that happens on Instagram, you should be leading to the messenger. If people have questions, if you want to engage with people, all of the good, deep relationships happen on messenger. And I don't think that you guys are using that enough to connect with people. There was an earlier question, Jeff, and I don't know where it is um, because our chat's blowing up. Yeah, you guys are really engaged. Thank you. We love it. Thank Appreciate you for that. There was a question that said, but do, do people actually list homes from Instagram? Oh, sure. And 
And I thought that's a, it's a it's a valid question because I know a lot of people don't believe that social media works. Uh, the fact is that it happens multiple times. It happens so often you can't keep count on it anymore. Uh, the key is treating Instagram like a place you're actually prospecting and building relationships because that was, that's what prospecting truly is: building relationships so that people can connect with you deeper, so they can trust you enough to transact with you and use you whatever your services are and that happens through messenger and through the channels out there we we call messenger and the channels there communities so that's what it really is do you have anything you want to add here before i move on to best practices uh no there's a lot of questions so i'll wait for that oh, you know what let's go to this next one and then let's answer those questions for instagram here are the things that you need to be paying attention to as far as best practices uh, utilize visual appealing imagery and videos, the the locations for where you are with your videos. If you're not great at hooks, those matter, right? Images are on the rise again, which is great. That's what we meant by static posts. Engage with stories and reels for higher visibility. Your job is to engage with people as you're consuming a lot of this content. It's not just to scroll through and not say anything and, and, and just go to the next one. Use Instagram to connect with people deeper. And then use relevant hashtags and location tags. Yes, hashtags still work. Uh, they work a lot more on Twitter and they work well on TikTok. Um, hashtags are still working pretty decently here, but don't overwhelm people with 30 hashtags just five to six hashtags. And then the location tags matter because what's happening on Instagram is also happening all through all social outlets is they're starting the algorithm now with where you're located. So they're showing your video, your content to the people around you first. And if they engage and that goes to the next level. All right, let's go to the questions and then we'll go over to our next social and, and media. I, I want to say this about the some of the questions. I know a lot of you, you know, it's it's going so fast. We're going to miss your question. Feel free to come, you know, question us in Drunk on Social, you know, and and obviously for many of you, you know, join the group. That's what it's for. If you join our our private coaching, our group coaching, it's you get three calls a month, but also you have a messenger group where you have access to us all the time. And it's very active literally every day. And it's not just me and Tristan. It's a lot of people that have been with us for over a year and they're now learning this stuff and we're all working together. Um, so if you don't get your questions answered, you want to be a part of something like this ongoing. That's what that is for. That's what our drunk on social coaching is for. Tristan, the first question I want to answer was, I think Hector asked, do people really care about my personal stuff? And I'm going to, I'm going to reverse your question, Hector. This is where we've been taught wrong. The, the truth is Hector, nobody cares about your real estate. Remember what we're talking about here. Social media. Let me say again, social media. This never was business media. Mark Zuckerberg never put out a memo that said, I'm shifting Facebook and Instagram to become sales tools. Never. We just, forced it on audiences. And now you wonder why there's such a negative consumer sentiment towards real estate. Why? Because we've become the used car salesman of the world. And so the truth is, Hector, you can beta test this. Trust me on this. You go in every day in your stories or on your feed, whatever. Post what you ate for breakfast every day and post an update on the market and see what gets more engagement. 
You tell me which one gets more engagement. You'll find out. That's the reality is, here, here's what I want people to understand. When you're thinking about social, most consumers, homeowners, renters, people that are our target, people in our community, social media is an outlet. It is their safe place. It's an escape. It's a release. They go work a nine to five job that they're miserable in. And then they come home and they relax and they get on social and it's their escape into the fantasy world that they don't actually get to live. And you get to be in, in, in that person that shows up, that gives them what they're looking for, which is not a Monday market update. They're looking for, they're looking to connect with people. They're looking to relate with people. Uh, Tristan, somebody asked me last night, an investor, he said, I want to share, we just lost money on investment. And I, he's like, I feel like all investors are only sharing their wins. I'm like, dude, 100% share this, share that it's not all rainbows and puppy dogs. I said, you watch, David, you're going to get more connection. You're going to have more engagement because you shared the truth because that's relatable. We, we all fail at life over and over and over and over and over again. And social media has, has portrayed and painted this picture of perfection and filters. And honestly, those of you that are willing to, to get more personal with people and share your struggles, honestly, you're going to do better and share your damn cereal and share what you're eating for lunch and share stupid stuff. I mean, honestly, yes, the answer is yes. That was a long answer for a very simple yes. Yeah, I like that. And look, there's no right answer either as far as how much business, how much personal you should post. We see some businesses post just pure business and have millions of followers, right? And engagement and do business from it. Yet, we also see the other side of this, which is they put all personal, all fun, and they get a whole bunch of business and have millions of followers. There's no right answer. There is one right answer, though, as far as content, how you portray it, it has to be in story form. You have to tell me a story. I have to connect with you. If I don't connect with you, then I'm going on to the next person. And this is why what Jeff was saying with the business owner, you're telling me a story now and you're adding dimensions to humanity that I can connect with, right? And they're all emotion-based, right? Fun, in excitement, sadness, anger, all of these. And it's in story form. And that's the part that we miss. Um, do you have that sweater, Leah? Can I have it? The, the um, I, I we're seeing questions about age groups and and, and 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 the questions about. I, I think we're afraid to share content that, you know. First of all, if you make a mistake on a real estate transaction, I'm not talking about sharing that. <laughs> I'm talking about relatable stuff. I'm I'm talking about, like I said, as an investor, I'm talking about when your kids are acting like assholes. It's okay to share that. You know why? Because it's relatable. When your dog took a crap on the floor and you're pissed off, it's okay to share that because people are going to get a kick out of it. You know why? Because they live it too. That's what grabs them. We're always, we're, we're so, we have this, this, whatever, whatever's inside of us that makes us just think that we can only share the perfect. And I mean, I, I the best analogy or example, Tristan is females. And there's so many of you, I already know this, and I know Christina's on here, and Christina does a phenomenal job of, of just being authentic and real. I know this, I know Christina doesn't only press play on her camera when she's dialed up, because she's learned and realized that her authenticity is what engages people. And there's many others of you that are just like that. But if you're the female, and I'm picking on you, because there's males, we tend to care less, our hair doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, but honestly, if you're more raw, you're going to find you're going to get more engagement. And one of the things that I, I tell females to do to test this out is 
the first time you get over that fear and say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to put myself out there as raw and authentic. You should say at the beginning of the video, I'm super uncomfortable right now, because I'm usually have myself looking how I want to look and I'm not doing it because I would, I was advised to try this, like literally set the That's tone a strong hook, man. Yeah. And then go into your video. You're going to see people that are like, you go girl. I'm proud of you. You look beautiful. That's what's going to happen. And, um, just believe me that stuff, that stuff works full Pamela Anderson. I haven't heard that word in a while, that name in a while. Well, I think she went all, um, uh, no makeup, very uh, authentic, which is what we're talking about well, in general. You know, and here's another, here's another great question. I want to engage with people who want to buy or sell and not people interested in my personal life. Again, <laughs> it's a common misconception. It's it's this isn't Zillow. This isn't realtor.com. Yeah. These are social networking entertainment platforms that we've tried that we try to go in and make Zillow and realtor.com. That's never going to happen. Can I, can I give you an example really please, quick? That please work. It's just a few months ago. Uh, this is the most recent one, and this happens often, but this one's for real estate specific. Um, I only had about 3,000 views, and it's not a lot for what we do, so it's it's little, uh, on Instagram, on a, on a video that I did where I visited a restaurant, a local restaurant, and I thought they were going to serve real hamburgers. So I was looking forward to this for the grand opening. Jeff knows the story. So I show up. And I'm excited for burger. I love burgers. They're like my number one food source, right? And I'm there and I'm looking at the menu and I realize at that moment, and so did my family, that it's a vegan place. And in nowhere in their advertising or anywhere else did they mention that it was vegan. And I mean, I don't mind vegan. I just don't want to be surprised when I get there that it's vegan when they were promising me burgers. And I'm like, okay, I'll go through with it. And I order it. I'm disappointed. The food sucked. I never visited that place again. But I did a video on it. And I didn't say who, uh, where it was. I had a message. Actually, I had a voicemail drop from, from a local saying, hey, Tristan, I love that video. Listen, I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were here. I know exactly the restaurant that you're talking about because it happened to me. Uh, by the way. Uh, I noticed that you're in real, this is a voice message. I, I noticed that you're in real estate and we're thinking of putting our house on the market. And I looked at, I looked at your profile and I Googled you. You're everywhere. Can we meet up? This is a voice message. I didn't even pick up the phone. And we listed the home off of Instagram, off of a voicemail. I didn't pick up my phone off of a video I did because I shared something that I was not happy with that they knew exactly where it was. That's the power. You connect with them deeper than anywhere else because they can go to yeah. Zillow to find any real estate agent. Let me, let me remind everybody that, you know, when you buy, when you, when you go commit to, to a lead platform, you know, you didn't, if you went and bought that lead platform, that lead aggregator, and you bought these leads, you already know going in that it's not get rich quick. And you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work a hundred leads to get one maybe. And that one maybe is going to take six, 12, 18 months to maybe convert. That's what you're committing to. 
When you get into social, you have to understand it's also a long game. It's a connection tool. It's a, it's a, it's a top of mind awareness tool. It's how you want to use it, but what you'll find and what I've, what I've learned from it and what Tristan's learned from it, it's, it's my everything tool. Now my entire business plan and strategy comes from social because I use it exactly how I described it in the beginning and how, and now we use it. And, and the reason why we gain a lot of followers is not because I'm, I'm barking about mortgages and real estate. It's because I'm real. And I think I know people, people, there's a lot of people on this call that if I ask you, you know, the name of my wife, have you ever met her? You know, the name of my five-year-old daughter, have you ever met her? No, but they feel like they know these people. Uh, why? Because I'm real and I'm authentic. And it's like a, it's like a, the Fitzer family reality TV show for some of you. And that's why you're connected and follow me because I'm relatable. And if I'm talking about mortgage programs, man, I'd have never, I'd have gone nowhere on social if that's how oh, I, if that's what have I was connected talking. with me, man. I'll tell you that you would not have connected with no, me. No, I, well, I, I, I caught you in person. That's how I got you. Yeah. But still, you know, um, I watched, I watched that growth. Thanks for listening to social genius brought to you by drunk on social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 